This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to God, Goals, and Girl Talk, where we discuss living in the culture while living for the kingdom. Join in as we discuss how God's word applies to our lives in relationships, careers, and fulfilling our purpose. Girl, let's talk. Here's your host, Sharla Walker. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. As always, I'm so excited about our show today as we continue along a series that I'm calling The Journey. So last week, we talked about the reason that the process that God takes us through prepares us for the promise that he has for us. And so how that's so much more important than the promise, that the process is where we get developed, right? And I pray that you guys completed that SWOT analysis and it really gave you the tools needed to develop a strategy if you are feeling stuck in the process. And this week, we are going to talk about the requirements to being a disciple of Jesus. Like, how many of us are walking around trying to get the benefits of being a disciple of Jesus, but not really willing to count the cost and pick up our cross and follow him? Too many times people are chasing the holy blessings, the purpose, and the platforms instead of chasing the Holy Father. Right? So, I have talked about so many times how, you know, simply checking things off of your Christian checklist is not enough, right? Like, We cannot fool God. He knows the true intention of our heart. So please know that there is a a cost associated with following the Father. And you must be willing to pay that cost. And when we talk about the journey and understanding the concept um, of what the journey is about, like Jesus over everything is the journey, (laughs) right? Like that is it, Um, that we get to this place where we successfully complete our journey and living out our purpose on purpose. Um, and that comes through the commitment of us being a disciple of Jesus Christ. So understand that purpose does not always have a platform. That's something that God really spoke to me this week is like, you know, everybody's purpose doesn't have a platform, 
right? Some of us have been called to serve in our communities faithfully to just a few dozen people. And then there are others who are called just to minister to those two or three kids that you have, right? So too many times when we receive a word from God, we like take off and we get really busy and we never take the time to include the one who gave us the purpose and the promise to begin with. And so while we are called to fulfill the plans of God and all the things that he has for us on earth, we spend way too much time chasing our purpose and then we find ourselves neglecting our relationship with God. So let me tell y'all, this this was my revelation. Like, I really love y'all. I've really grown to love this podcast. Anybody who knows kind of the journey that I've been on that this podcast was done out of obedience um, and God has really been growing me and doing this. And so I've grown to love it, but let God tell me to lay this podcast down. Bye. <laughs> like, because I would do it in a heartbeat and I wouldn't have any qualms about it because this show is his, the purpose is his, and most importantly, I'm his. So you have to get that down in your spirit. Like, there are going to be some times when things look so perfect and so God-ordained and then they fall through. There are going to be so many opportunities that come your way and many of them may seem like God sent them your way. But when you're not focused on God and you're not following his strategic plan, distractions look like opportunities. Distractions will look like opportunities, right? So we're going to do a heart check today. Um, I'm not going to be before y'all long on this episode because honestly, God gave me the word. He said what he said, and there's not going to be a lot that I have to add to it. So, you know, I just want you guys to really think about, you know, have you really submitted every aspect of your life to Christ? Is there part of your life where you're still attempting to hold on to it? Like you have your hands closed, you know, tight and you got this clenched fist and you're like, oh God, you can have all of this, but not this part. Right. Are you still trying to control every aspect of your life while telling yourself that you've given your life to Christ? Like, how many of us sing the songs about how our life is in our own, right? And we continue to act in the opposite way. But we're like, I surrender all to you. Just not that part. <laughs> right? Like, what if you never received what you were believing God for? Would you still follow Christ? Right? Because a lot it's easy to say, God, if you if you do nothing else for me, you're the best. But but what if that's what really happens? What happens when you are believing God for something and he's like, Nope. <laughs> nope. That's that's not what I have for you. Right? Are we is that enough for you to stop? Like, oh I'm, I'm done with I'm done with God. I'm done with the church. Is that enough for you to stop? Because if so, then you're not committed to him. Are we truly acting like we are disciples of Christ? And then do we even know what it takes to be a disciple? Hey guys, hope you are enjoying the show. Look, 
Take a minute to go ahead, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode, and leave a review. We love to get feedback from our listeners, and doing this will help us get advertisers that are relevant to our audience. So if you have been blessed by God Goals and Girl Talk, if this is your favorite time of the week, is to spend it with me. First of all, God bless you, sis. I love you. But take some time to go ahead and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode or a bonus episode, and make sure that you you leave a review. Now let's get back to the show. So Jesus tells us what it takes to be a true disciple in Luke 14, 26 to 33. And I'm reading from the English Standard Version of the Bible. And it says, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and his own mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, and yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me, it cannot be my disciple. For which of you, desiring to build a tower, does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see will begin mocking him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, going out to encounter another king in war, will not first sit down and deliberate whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000? And if not, while the other is yet great far off, a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks for terms of peace. So therefore, any one of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. So therefore... Any one of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. So when I really sat with this, there are two things really required to be a disciple of Jesus. Surrender and death. Death to ourselves, right? So surrender and death. And nobody really talks about this in all these classes um, about finding your purpose, right? Like, Oh, okay, so today I'm going to teach you what it takes to be a disciple of Jesus. Step one, surrender. Step two, die to yourself. Please leave your payment of $49.99 at the door. Okay, like that is not what's happening. Okay, so, um, and for the record, like I'm not knocking these classes, but again, y'all going to Zoom and brunch yourselves to death out here. How are you out here paying someone? And asking sis about your purpose when Jesus paid everything and God left a whole instruction manual. Like classes are cool, okay? But if you don't stop buying ebooks and open your Bible, girl, <laughs> like sis, nah, I look, I'm not one for violence, but I'm a pop you, <laughs> okay? The Bible has has very, very clear instructions about who we are and what we are to accomplish here on earth, right? And so if you have been to more classes, events, brunches, whatever, and you've not sat down and opened up the instruction manual that God has breathed on, sis, you tripping. And I'm here to tell you that you tripping. I love you. But you tripping, right? The same goes for pastors and speakers as well. Right? Like, don't come hit me up before you open your word. If you listen to this podcast more than you open your Bible, and I'm not talking about just open up the Bible app for the two to five minutes so you can read the daily scripture. 
Hmm? If you are listening to me more than you are listening to the word of God, stop listening to me, child, and go spend time with God. Because I'm his too. I'm flawed too. I'm a human too. So many times we get so caught up and we're like, oh, I'm done with people. I'm done with people. I'm done with people. But what's happening is, is you're putting your faith in people and not putting your faith in the God that created the people, right? I have enough faith in God to know that people are going to miss the mark and that's okay. And I can show them grace anyway, because God gives me the grace to see them with the same eyes that he does. But we have a tendency of putting our faith in people and in leaders and in all these other things, everything else but God. And then you out here devastated when people act the way that they're going to act because we be trash as humans. Like that, that whole notion of putting these people in positions that they don't belong in your heart. That's how you really protect yourself. It's not you isolating yourself from people. That's a tactic that the enemy uses. But what God tells us to do is to get into community. But first of all, you need to be in community with him so you can know how to deal with his kids. He created everybody out here. Even the people that get on your nerves. Those are God's kids too. Even the people that do you wrong, those are God kids too. So you need to be stopped listening to all these people. There are too many people that have way too much influence on the stuff that you do. What did God say? All right. So if if I'm one of those voices and you listening to me more than you listening to God, turn me off right now. Stop this podcast. <laughs> turn me off. Because I'm serious. Like, I will be here when you get back. But it's Jesus over everything, to include me. Hey guys, it's your girl, Charlotte Walker, the host of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. I am here to talk to you today about starting your own podcast. If you want to start your own podcast, I'm going to share my podcasting secrets with you. I use a program called Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way for you to make a podcast. First off, it is free 99, costs you no money at all. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, and many more platforms. You can make money with your podcast, getting your coins with no minimum listenership. It is everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you are wanting to do something new in 2020, you want your voice to be heard, you want to start a podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Now let's get back to the show. All right, I'm done with my rant. I'm going to get back to my points, (laughs) okay? But the requirements to be a true disciple, we said, were surrender and death, right? So let's talk about surrender. Your relationship with Jesus takes priority over the relationships with your parents, your spouse, your children, your siblings, anybody else, everybody, your your granny and them, all of it. (laughs) Your relationship with Jesus is the priority, 
right? And so when you read the scripture, Jesus is not calling us to hate anybody. But if you look at the scripture in the Hebrew, the contrast is that uh, between love and hate is that we show preference to one thing over the other, right? So what are you showing preference to in your life? There are too many um, things that we give preference to, right? And we conform to many opinions of people and not the way of our Lord and Savior. And that's the problem, right? Like your mom does not have more authority over your life than Christ. Now, teenagers, listen to me. Do not. What you're not about to do is go to your mom and be like, I'm going to do whatever I want because I was listening to the podcast and they said that Jesus got more authority over my life than you. That is facts. But don't be disobedient in your mama house. First of all, she may take you out. Let's just be for real. <laughs> right? Like, no. But that means that when you are speaking to your parents, right? Because the Bible calls us to honor them. And especially if you in their house and you don't pay not a single nanum bill. Hmm? Don't, don't play yourself. Okay. Within context, your mom does not have more authority over your life than Christ, right? So if your mom told you to go to school to be a teacher, but you hear God telling you to go to school to be a pilot, then you need to follow the leadings of the Holy Spirit, right? This is not a call for you to be rebellious, but too many of us are reliant on what our auntie and them be saying we should do and then not focus on the one who we pray, oh, God, order my steps. But then you go to your auntie and do whatever she say. You don't sit and listen for God to give you the word after you ask him to order your steps, Right. Then we end up frustrated and we end up in a situation that God never intended for us to be in. So the journey really includes understanding that in order to truly be Christ led, we have to give up everything that we think that we know. Right. Like, are you willing to respectfully disagree with your parents or whatever authority figures in your life to do what Christ has called you to do? If not, then we have work to do, right? You have to free yourself from that. I went through this. <laughs> like, I vividly remember my mom really wanted me to join the Air Force, right? I come from a military family, and I know that when she gave me that advice and she was leading me in that direction, that her advice was very well intended. I took the ASVAB. I did all of these things. I had recruiters calling me. And I, but I also knew that God was calling me to be a nurse and was not calling me to go to the military to do it, right? So I know that the military was a way for my mom to ensure my security because I was going to be getting paid, I would get my education, and I would be able to, um, you know, secure my success, because that's what it did for her. That's what it did for my father. That's what it did for my sister. And that's great. But God had a different plan for me, right? I had no desire to go to the military. The military is great for those who are called to it. But you'll mess around. Like, even with the ASVAB, I was so unprepared to take that test. I was like, I ain't even going to study. 
I'm not, because I don't want to do it. I literally am taking this test because my mom thinks that I should take this test because she thinks I should go to the military. And so I'm a student, like I'm a career student. And so anybody who knows me to know that for me not to, to prepare for a test, I for real was like, I, I don't have any desire in my spirit to do no parts of this. And I still did well on it. <laughs> I'm just like, no, this isn't what was supposed to happen, right? And so it really called me to have a conversation with my mom of like, look, I get it, but I don't feel like this is what I'm called to do. And this is not the way that I'm going to do this. And and um, she was mad. <laughs> Let's be for real. <laughs> Right. God was calling me to pioneer another way um, and to go through the process of college. And my mom was not. She was sis was like, come on, y'all. Anybody with a black mama, you know. Also, you think you know everything because you 17 years old now. And I'm like, that's not what I said. <laughs> right. But of course, now. You know, she's, you know, she's so proud of my accomplishments and I've been able to help her as her and my dad have returned to college and finished their degrees. I've been able to help them, you know, kind of do some of the paperwork and navigate college, but I would not have been able to do that had I not gone the way that God had called me to go. I wouldn't have been able to help my younger sister when, when I say, girl, don't you go to no daggone university, you better do two years at community college first because it's so much cheaper. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, you know, there are lessons that God had to show me in that season and pioneer in that area where I would be able to turn around and be a blessing to my family. But in the moment, child, it was rough. Okay. <laughs> Being 17 and going against the status quo, like it was rough, it was uncomfortable, um, there were tears, there was stress, but the lessons that I learned in college about relying on God were so much more valuable than anything that the military could ever offer me. Like it was in college that I really started to understand God for who he was and not for who people had told me that he was and I was able to build that relationship with him on my own was through that season of my life right and so I surrendered and trusted God and then he was able to reveal his perfect plan not my own plan or my mom's perfect plan but it was all for his glory and our loyalty to jesus has to come before our loyalty to our family to our friends to employers and even to our own desires right i wanted to be a doctor i was like i want med school he was like you're not doing that either <laughs> <laughs> right like I'm like but now here I am fast forward I was telling everybody I was gonna I'm like I'm gonna be a doctor before I'm 30 I'm gonna be a doctor before I'm 30 and what's so funny to me is like now I'm finishing up my doctorate program um and so I will be a doctor of nursing practice right but I'm gonna do it and it'll be three months <laughs> before my 31st birthday and I'm like god <laughs> You funny. Thank you for still honoring that desire of my heart. That at 30, I'm still going to be somebody's doctor somewhere. You hear me? But that plan looked different than what I thought. 
right? So are you willing to follow Jesus if he tells you to give up your friends? Because I had to do that. There were some people he was like, let it go. Let it go. That's frozen. That's not in the Bible. But still, you get the point. What about if he tells you to quit your job? Or if he tells you that, you know, you have to stop telling people, oh, this is just how I am. And you need to change your rebellious attitude. Because he came for me like that too. Girl, quit telling people that that's how you are. Because that's not. That's a lie. It's not. Your, your flesh is like that. Hmm? You have to be willing to give Jesus preference over everything and everyone. You have to. And let's talk about the second point. We're just going to slide right into it. So the second point is dying to self. So remember we said surrender and death. Okay. The second point is death. At first it was just death. And then I renamed it to dying to self because I wanted to make it very clear that this is not you dying physically, right? Like God has never, ever, ever, ever told anybody to harm themselves ever, ever, right? And I'm very conscious of how I say things and how especially how I portray God in the word that he gives me so at first I was like surrender and death and then I was like let me just clarify that it's death to self right we had national suicide prevention week earlier this month like no 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 because some extremists right will sit here and try to pervert the message in the words of God and I'm telling you that is a lie from the pits of hell Hmm. The devil cannot destroy you, but he will try to distract you. And when he really, really wants to get in, if we really get to the root of it, he will have you destroy yourself because that's how little authority he has. So do not ever think that God is calling you to do anything to yourself other than give it over to him. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to calm back down. Now, now that that's clear, let's talk about dying to ourselves. So the scriptures say that we are to carry our cross and follow Jesus. And so many people, if you've heard that scripture before, um, including myself, have always thought that it meant that we are, you know, carrying all of this responsibility and this burden and it, no, wrong. Hmm? Wrong. That framework of looking at carrying your cross puts us in a position to have self-pity and to have this like self-pity like glorification right like oh girl like you you fed 65 homeless people and you only have one arm oh girl it's just me carrying my cross like girl stop that stop 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 it right because in that moment you're getting the glory and not God it's just me carrying my cross. Stop telling people that. <laughs> Stop it. Me included. Like, I'm just carrying my cross and do what God's called me to do. Stop. That self-pity glorification. Try to slide that in to make your flesh feel good. Stop it. <laughs> right? Where is the glory for God in that? Now, I'm going to give y'all a minute to collect y'all edges because... Mine also got snatched. Okay. Okay. Now, while 
to us, um, you know, the cross really represents that work that Jesus did for us, right? Um, and it is redemption and the cross means so many things to us. For the people that lived at the time where Jesus was was teaching, the crucifix meant death. Like a cross was like, oh, you about to die. <laughs> like they see a cross, they're like, mm-mm, you about to die. And you have to really understand that because what we see, you know, like God, God has taken this thing that was meant for evil and has now turned it to where we see it as redemption. We see it as grace. We see it as, you know, salvation. However, at that time period when Jesus was speaking, for him to say to pick up your cross and follow me, you know that if you're carrying your cross, you about to die and it's about to hurt. Hmm? You're about to die a painful death and you're going to be exposed for everyone to see. And along the way, as you're carrying in your cross, people are going to curse you. They're going to mock you. They're going to hit you. They're going to spit on you and they're going to do everything else to ridicule you. Right? As you are carrying the exact item that is about to be used to execute you. That's what happened to Jesus. So the same people that he healed, that he blessed, that he prayed for, they rejected him and then participated in his execution, in, in his ridicule. These are the same people who cheered when Jesus rode in on a donkey. Hmm? Those same people turned around and was like, free Barabbas. I think that's how you say the man name, but he was a murderer. And they went, and they, and they, the um, why is his name escaping me? Pilate, that's his name. Pilate, the ruler of Rome, was like, "You want this murderer or Jesus? Give us the murderer." That's what they said. <laughs> Give us the murderer. These same people who he healed, who he he did all of these miracles, who cheered him. So you have to really be willing to go from that to carrying the cross, to be a disciple, to understand that people aren't going to always be cheering you, to understand that there are going to be moments where you're ridiculed, that this is going to get tough. You're going to have to give up parts of yourself. Are you willing to let your desires die? So when we talk about dying to self, when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he was like, look, God, they, any other way, you got anything else? Because <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, like, this is not okay with me, right? But then he submitted himself, he submitted his flesh, and said, but not my will, let yours be done. Are you willing to let your desires die? Are you willing to let your plans die, your ideals, your patriotism, your habits, your attitudes, and that this is how I am mentality? Are you willing to let your greatest and your beef with other people die? You know how many people have done things to me? And because I represent Jesus, I can't be out here like run up, get done up. If we beef and I got you, because that's how my flesh be feeling. Let's be for real. <laughs> like... It is work. 
It is work. Right? But we have to be willing to lay down our grudges in our beef with other people. That's dying to yourself. You have to be willing to lay all of that stuff down. And remember, it's not anything that you're going to be made to do. God is a God of choice. Right? They didn't take Jesus' life. God's not going to take your habits. You have to lay them down. You have to surrender them and die to yourself. Right? In John 10, 17 through 18, it says, The Father loves me because I sacrificed my life so that I may take it back again. No one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily, for I have the authority to lay it down when I want and also to take it up again. For this is what my father has commanded. That's what Jesus said. Ain't nobody take his life. He laid it down. And in that same sense, we have to be willing to lay down our lives in order to really be a disciple of his. In order for us to truly carry our cross, we have to allow our worldly identity to die. And then to become a new creature and get a new life in Christ. Right. That's what they encourage us to do, what Paul encourages us to do in Second Corinthians 517. It's really great to praise God on the mountaintops. He deserves all the glory, all the honor. He is so much worthy than anything that we could ever say. But even if he didn't ever take you to the mountaintop, he's still that worthy. He's still worthy of the praise and the honor and the glory, whether you open your mouth and say it or not. He's still worthy. We still could never. Okay, you could never. Could never. That like he is everything. But we have to evaluate. Like, are you truly willing to carry your cross? Even when it means loving those who persecute you. Even when it means changing your friends, leaving your job, leaving the town that you grow up in, quit listening to your mama all the time. Even if it means that, right? Are you willing to trade in your flesh for his spirit, even when it don't feel good? Because that is the journey. That's the journey. It's not about reaching your platform, but it's about the work that happens in your heart. God could care less less about the number of followers that you have. He wants to know what's your heart like. Because you can sit up there on a live and be speaking in tongues and claiming to cast out demons, but in real life, you are rude, bitter, and full of your flesh. And we have a problem, Houston. We have a problem. Hmm? You can, you can do all the, you can do the work. Y'all know, the, you may not know the story. There's a story about um, these three brothers. They went, try to cast out some demons. You Like, oh, let's, I see what Paul and them be doing. Let's try that. And when you don't have the power because you're not connected to the spirit, guess what happened to them? That demon said, Paul, we know. Jesus, we know. Who is you? And then beat them up. 
Don't be out here like that. There are people out here that are going through the motions and they have no power attached to the things that they say because they're really not connected to the spirit because they're sitting out here trying to use God, trying to use the name of God to get followers, to build a platform, to build a journey. And so we have to check our heart because people are going to know by your fruit. Are lives really being changed because they're connected to you? Or are you out here scamming people out of their money? Are you claiming? There's so many of these entrepreneurs and influencers who are claiming to be full of the spirit, claiming to be representing God. But then you read stories about how they're out here scamming people. The journey is your heart. The journey is that you walk in integrity and that you're faithful over a few things. Whether I have 10 followers, 10 people listening to this podcast, I'm going to do what God tells me to do and I'm going to do it with integrity because I do not play about Jesus. How about that? The platforms are cool. That's fine. Like, it's great. If I, if whatever God does with this, I'm happy. But more than anything, Jesus first. Hi guys, it's your girl Charlotte Walker, the host of God Goals and Girl Talk, here to talk to you about my new prayer journal. Ah, I'm excited. It is on Amazon. Check God's resume. Why are we checking God's resume? Not because he's not great, but because sometimes we just have to remind ourselves of the things that he's already brought us through. This journal will walk you through just documenting the great things that God has done in your life. And it has prompts for quiet time, sermon notes. It tells you how to battle and deal with things that you're struggling with, prayer strategies, anything that you need is in this journal. It will bless you. Please go out, get you a copy on Amazon. It is called Check God's Resume. I cannot wait to hear how it blessed your life. Let's get back to the show. Okay, so what does this look like in the practical? One thing I love about God is that he really allows me to live out everything that I get on here and talk about. And it really keeps me authentic and it keeps me growing, which is the most important thing. And this week was no different. Let me tell y'all how I had a whole different podcast name for this same scripture, right? It was going to be called Count the Cost. We was going to talk about how, you know, Jesus said you are trying to build a house and then you don't count the cost. And then you don't finish the foundation and now you ain't got no house. You just got a foundation and people laughing at you. And so it's very important that you count the cost associated with what you want to do, which is still a good lesson, right? But the more I read the scripture, God was like, that's not what I want you to talk about. <laughs> read it again, sis. <laughs> Read it one more time, babe. <laughs> like, that, that's, this is not, that's cool. That's what a lot of people talk about when they, when they read this scripture. But that's not what I'm telling you to say. And when I tell y'all my whole message changed, I was like, who wants to talk about death, God? <laughs> this is not, but all right, <laughs> like, I see it. I see it in the word. I see the scriptures. I see what you said. You said what you said. I'm going to do it. But count the cost sounds great. Let's talk about how you get up early before the kids and you make the appropriate things, which is 
is important, but that it's more important, Jesus over everything, including what I thought that this podcast episode was going to be about with this scripture. Right? And so it's Jesus over everything because my idea and my ideals about what needs to be said even on this podcast, gets laid at the feet of Jesus at all times. When I tell y'all I had notes for days about count the cost, and he was like, delete, backspace, delete, backspace, delete. (laughs) Oh, Jesus, okay, (laughs) right? But it is so important that I stay sensitive to his message and not my own. Not about what I feel like goes great with what we've already been talking about the last couple of weeks. It was a test. And I know that I passed it because I got on here and he gave me more to say than what's in my notes. Hmm? And so at all times, everything that you do, this is not my show. This is God's show. I be on here talking, featuring me. Okay? And so even with that, I've had to lay Jesus over everything, including what I think is is to be pulled out of the scripture. So this week, I just really want to implore you to do an inventory about where you are and what areas of your life you need to surrender to God. Is it your money? Is it your ambition? Is it your kids? Is it your marriage? Is it your body? Then repent and surrender. And I'm feeling really led. I'm going to leave some worship music in the show notes um, that I really like to use just to facilitate an atmosphere of surrender. Right? Um, So I'm going to put a couple of my favorite songs in the show notes for y'all. And before we get out of here, I'm going to pray. um, Because I know that this episode is literally straight from God. And I just really want to close it out in prayer. So... Father God, I just really thank you so much for your choice to continue to use me, um, not only on this platform, God, but just in every space that you've called me to. I thank you for those listening, and God, I pray that your word, your message falls on good ground, God, that today a seed was planted in their life, that you show us the areas of our life, God, that we continue to try to hold on to and that you allow us to come to you with open arms and open hands and just in full surrenderance, God. Give us the heart to trust you fully. Give us the heart to commit to you the way that you've called us to live. We just lay down our lives, Father God, and we give them to you. We're so grateful that you see us, God, that you hear us, that you love us, and most importantly, God, that you want us. You want us, God, and we're so grateful just for being wanted, Lord Jesus. We pray that you send your spirit, God, just to guide us and lead us as we navigate this and we surrender and we die to ourselves and we die to our fleshly habits, God. We ask that you give us a mind that is fixed on you and that is like yours, God. Give us a heart for your people, God. Allow us to see those that we interact with the way that you see them, Lord. Give us the strength to act courageously, even when there are no cameras and no crowds, God. We thank you, Lord, not just for what you do, but for who you are. Who you are, God, even if you did nothing else for us, God. We are so grateful. 
and we love you. And it's in Jesus' Jesus's mighty name that we pray. Amen. Y'all, look. Jesus over everything, okay? Jesus over everything. That's it. That's all. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. Email your questions to godgoalsandgirltalk at gmail.com to have them answered on the show or have a topic you'd like to hear discussed. Looking for a community of women who love God and live for the kingdom? Join our community, Hearts Over Habits, on Facebook. Like us on Instagram and check out our monthly God, Goals, and Girl Talk online events on Eventbrite. Remember, above all else, guard your heart. We'll see you next week. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.